All right. Good morning. Welcome to your language arts class. Mariah, it looks like you are present. And Jordan? Jordan? Samba? Oh, um, sorry I'm late. Here's oh. your apple, Miss Carter. Oh, thank you so much. Of You're course. so You got sweet. her an apple. Typical. All <laughs> right. Mariah, phones away, please. And Samba, not late again okay where were you mr samba i was talking with my girl outside and i got a little late but who cares well oh. since you were late would you like to teach the class today me yes go I mean, for it i'm not really ready for teaching class but i mean you put me on the spot and it is the saucy thoughts podcast the most dangerous poetry podcast truth is like poetry and most people fucking hate poetry. <laughs> we have a special episode today. And we are still going to be on the episode of Essential, being essential. And we have some essential teachers, essential mother, and essential speech pathology. <laughs> All right? So let me take off my sweater because, you know, there's always, like, the script of, like, um, in high school. And that was my Leatherman. And it's freaking hot. It's Texas. <laughs> it's, it's hot. But anyway, so as we get started, ladies... How about y'all introduce yourself, um, starting with the teacher, Miss Monica, please. I am Monica Carter, and I teach or taught sixth grade language arts. Um, I am Jordan Durbin. I am a speech language pathologist in the schools. I'm Mariah. I'm not a teacher at all, but I am a mom. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Samba, and I'm the one that they teach, and I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so... We have here a teacher's episode because I think that the most important thing after COVID is what teachers are going to be going through, but also what the kids going through and the mental health that comes with along with it. But, you know, before we get started, music is part of poetry. So we always got to have a little music jam, you know, just to kind of ease the mood into it. But again, it's the Saucy Thoughts podcast and let's get right into it.
Fear. Oh dear, you do care. Fear to the ear can be heathen. All thoughts as we share and sought our worth. We fear of the unknown which can be shown verbal or nonverbal. Fear exists in today's world. Oh my God, I just hurled. In his latest sin born sinner, fearless games plays a short range. In a being who God forgives, get on your knees and breathe. Pray today is a new day. Fear is part of the living being. So let me breathe in this skin that can feel like silk. Wet from the sweat, the fearless being, my favorite lady says, what a sight to see. I feel like it's the time to hit the gym. Must be another sight to see. Oh, fear, I understand my terms in excelling me to dreaming big. That was fear. Welcome back to the Saucy Thoughts Podcast, the most dangerous poetry podcast. Truth is like poetry. And most people fucking hate poetry. This is episode 208. And we are going to be talking about the teacher's life and experience. And of course, the quote we have here is, The daily practice of gratitude is one of the conduits by which your wealth will come to you, Wallace Wattless. Wattless. So, I have some special guests in here. I have Miss here, Mariah Risen. Is it mm-hmm. Risen? Yeah. And I have here Miss Monica Carter and Miss Jordan Durbin. So, what does it feel like being essential as a teacher? Like a lot of responsibility, mic, like a lot of responsibility has just been placed on your back. Um, yeah. So, as a teacher, do you feel like this is what you have signed up for? Yes, definitely. Okay. Definitely. So, I mean, you as a Miss Jordan, you do speech pathology. How do you feel like at this point where kids are not in school, they're not engaging with their friends all the time, how do you feel like that's affecting their their speech or their social life? I feel like it can be isolating. Um, there's only so much you can do on tech, over technology. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, social interaction is a big part of school going to public school speaking to your teachers building their relationships it's really important and I I mean I haven't seen the repercussions of it and I probably won't till this year but I do expect that I'll get more referrals for the kids who you know might have fell behind on their social skills therefore they will need speech therapy okay so Miss Mariah this is you have a child how old is she She's two. She's two years old. 
Obviously, she's not worried about social <laughs> skills yet. Well, I think that, the, no, I do think that social skills are important at this age. Like, um, a lot of kids who go to daycare, their social yeah. skills tend to be more advanced mm-hmm. um, than kids who are at home. So, like, I've been with Harper since she was born because COVID and all that. Um, she was and born I do, right into the mm-hmm. thick of things? Yeah, or? she was born in 2019. So, 2019, it was, like, okay. going into it. But I do Election notice, year. Okay, yeah. it's, it's still lit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you can still notice the differences in kids her age who are at daycare versus her because mm-hmm. she's not interacting with little kids mm-hmm. every day like they are. Is that a concern? Um, for a second, probably like a week, I was a little bit concerned. Um, but now she, after she turned two this past week or two, she's like been talking like crazy. So I have no worries that she'll be chatting up a storm. Okay. So, I mean, that's the intro. And as a teacher in the COVID era, what is one thing that the people should know, like the, like the pressure and like homeschooling or like the first year students, what should they expect coming back in um, 2021? Well, it's going to look different, I think. Um, they're now going to be in person mm-hmm. and they will not be at home. So I, I don't know. That was the district I worked at. I don't know how your district is, but... Um, I think it's super important to remember that whether you're at home or you're in class education, you have to take it seriously because if you're at home and you're slacking off, you are falling more and more behind. And Texas has already shown the scores for the star test, which which was last year. Yeah, last year during covid. And it is super concerning, which isn't obviously the end all be all, but it is data. And we were able to see that. It was just not where Texas needs to be. So you can see that children have fallen behind. Now, is this a trend statewide or is it like just a, um, just a Texas thing? I just saw Texas. So, oh, okay. yeah, um, I would assume that this would be, but I don't I haven't looked at the research, but I did look at Texas scores and they were lower than what what is like normal. Oh, wow. Yeah. OK. I mean, that is part of just the results of what COVID mm-hmm. is going on and then go to Zooming. Like, who would have thought that in high school, like, you would have Zoomed classes? Yeah, it's like yeah. you're in college. I wish. And a lot yeah. of schools you wish? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had this. A lot of schools weren't prepared for it either. Yeah. So, like, the lower SES schools, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like... What does that mean? Socioeconomic status. Okay. So, what are they going to do? Like, what do they do? They were kind of delayed, therefore their classes were delayed yeah. and... Me being a speech therapist, I will see, I work with the underprivileged children mm-hmm. anyways mm-hmm. and those who are academically behind. So, I mean, I'm expecting my caseload to grow as well as SLPs all over Texas, oh, wow. probably yeah. the nation. So yeah. talking about sympathy and empathy, do you, how do you, do you carry that within your job or how does that work out to where that you are dealing with underprivileged kids who at the very the very first time which they probably love like staying at home like how do you combat that situation to where that they are backed up to speed i mean you just have to work with each of them at their own individual level that's what's so hard about it is you have a student who comes in you just evaluated them but they may look very different than the student that's right next to them in a group of three or four so mm-hmm. And only having really 30 minutes with them, you know, maybe twice or three times a week. It's really hard, but you just try to get as much done as you can. And um, and then also talk with the parents outside of therapy and also try to educate the teachers on what you're doing and how to um, help in the classroom. 
So you are in school while this yeah. is going on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not like you your outside office and yeah. is that a goal of yours maybe one day? Uh, well, that is private practice, so that wouldn't necessarily be like with the school district. So that is possible, and it is <laughs> something that I might want to do. But um, I like having the summers off. In the yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a lot of teachers. I feel I like I do have to say, Samba. Sorry, but like sympathy wise and yeah. empathy wise, I feel like. I, I had COVID and I had to teach from home for a week and it was horrible. Like I had migraines all day and I don't think that was necessarily COVID. I mm-hmm. think it was staring at a screen and teaching my class for hours and hours. And I was like, wow, if this is what these kids are doing for eight at, hours. Yeah. And you right. think about like, I have little sisters who are, yeah. you know, kindergarten, first grade, second grade. And I'm like, that is insane to have them on an iPad or a phone for eight hours or, you know, their computer, yeah. like. It is insane, and that was just like I know it's hard for them. And prior, we was trying to get our kids all well. I don't have away from kids. screen time, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah. away from screen time. Now they learn they on screen to. time. Yeah. How do you like? How do you? What's the challenge towards like raising a child in a new era like this and um, making sure that screen time is needed? But how do you protect her? Um. I feel like it's a tricky question because every day, like it's a soft stuff podcast, is very dangerous. You know, every day is different. So, um, especially with a toddler, you know, you could wake up, the day could be like really smooth where there's not as many tantrums or like, you know, she listens consistently. Mm -hmm. Um, But then there are days where it's hard on like the parents mentally. So, like if I'm exhausted and it's only two p.m., I'm probably going to hand her her tablet or put something on the TV just so she can like calm down for a second Mm -hmm. so I can regroup. Um, so I think that's already a struggle within like the parenting community or like people who have children because, you know, you're burnt out at some point throughout the day and, you know, it's bound to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, there's all these things that they could do, but they prefer screen time because that's what they were born into. Mm-hmm. Wow. New life. Yeah. So yeah. do you think that carries on to where like in class now, like how do you keep this phone away from them to actually focus? Well, I was blessed with a district that, and a school that their fifth and sixth grade, the majority of them did not have a cell phone. Mm-hmm. So that was good because they weren't bringing it because they didn't have yeah. it. They're, you know, their age. Mm-hmm. So they didn't, I, that wasn't something that I was worried about, but because they have laptops, I'm worried about what are you doing, you know, and yeah. they are geniuses. Like right. they like know all of these tricks on the keyboards, like hide stuff and, you know, like. Do you feel like now you're the old teacher who doesn't know technology? No, literally. I was like, <laughs> like if I had like something wrong with my computer, I would just be like, hey guys, like this isn't working. They're like, have you tried like F9? And I'm like, what? <laughs> no. Like, yeah, no, it, it's insane. But I think that technology wise, it's more like, I had to face them away from me so I could see their screens in order mm-hmm. to see, like, what are you doing? Because most of the time they weren't doing... Because, you know, they were fit, sixth graders there would, like, move their computer. And I'm like, dude, I know <laughs> what you're doing. Like, I'm we used to do that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, being a little bit older than these kids now, I mean, obviously, you ladies are young. We are all young in here. So we probably graduated probably 10 years. So I'm not trying to age us at all. But <laughs> Almost, um, yeah. what do you, like, from seeing them as a kid, as a young adult and us, what do you think the American dream means? And anybody can take that question first. I think, I think that's changed over time. I think actually for each person that's different. Um, You know, there are people who come to America, they have that American dream in their Mm -hmm. head of like starting a business or like creating a safer life for them and their families. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like for people who are born here, it also differs. For me personally, I feel like that is 
with the times that we're in, I'm not going to get political, but I think that it's important. But she don't get saucy. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. I, no. So, yeah, um, I think that for me, it would be having the opportunity to express yourself without people being so sensitive because there's so many things that, you know, we want to say, but we mm -hmm. don't say because we don't want to hurt someone's feelings mm -hmm. because right now everybody cares about things that don't involve them. So it's like... I want Harper to be able to grow up and say what she wants to say or do what she wants to do and people not be like, oh, she's only doing this because, you know. Instead of walking around they, holding all that in. Yeah. yeah. Whenever yeah. My, our grandparents were growing up doing whatever they wanted to do, they still had hardships, but they kind of just did what they wanted. Without. And they were a little wilder than us. Well, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like in the 80s, maybe oh, yeah. parents. Yeah. They did things that, you know, were riskier. And I think now people just have such a close eye on every single person. Mm -hmm. But I feel like also they were they weren't able to speak their mind either. You know, yeah. like even in marriages, like if mm -hmm. their divorce was never going to happen, but they're not going to yeah. talk about the abuse that was in that mm -hmm. or, you know what I mean? And now I feel like it's more accepted to be like, hey, this is what I'm going through. Yeah. Whether it be like well, mental health issues or- have a channel to put it out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Put it on yeah. Facebook. I feel like That's a lot of true. times- it was kept within the family because mm -hmm. yeah. who are you going to talk about it too? Exactly, like, yeah. exactly. And that's kind of hard because now, like, with internet and everybody exposed to it, it's like a lot of people, as soon as they hear it, they probably speak out on it. And mm -hmm. it's not really private anymore. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, in the Saucy Thoughts podcast, we have the happy thoughts. And that means that, like, what are you happy about today? Miss um, Monica, what are you happy about today? Um... Uh, I have six more weeks, and then my baby will hopefully be here or sooner. <laughs> so okay. that's what I'm happy about. <laughs> All right, Ms. I am happy that I get to start a new school year at a new district. So right. I got a new job at a new district, and I'm really excited to just see what this has um, in store because this past year was my first year teaching, so it's just good. Like, I'm excited to compare it. Congrats. You survived right. the hardest, yeah. hardest part. Yeah. Right? This is your second year, right? That was my third, third year. Oh, third yeah. year. And this is your second year. Right. And then you are still going through it with Miss Harper. Yeah. And, um, but, it's uh, worth it, though, guys. Don't yeah. take it the wrong way. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, what, is your, what is your happy thoughts? Um, I'm going to condense it all into one, and it's just – my family expanding and um, doing new things. My fiance, Jesse, shout out to you. What uh, got a promotion, so we're moving to San Diego soon. Um, it's bittersweet because there's, you know, obviously we've been in Dallas our yeah. whole lives, but I think that for our little family, like we're going to grow so much together. And during the time we're away, we'll appreciate, you know, mm -hmm. each other more because mm -hmm. we're all we're going to have. So I think that's exciting. It's going to be good for the family. Yeah. Too, you know, I think it's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we're going to get in right into the love segment. I mean, obviously, you got to love what you do to be a teacher. Because, I mean, some of y'all kids are just bad, yes. you know. So, um, <laughs> so how do you balance work and home life? Um, how does that work out? Well, that looks totally different between me and yeah. Jordan because just we're different people. So, for me, it's a struggle. Yeah. And it will probably be a struggle for a long time. I'm how the come? type of person where I just, like, I am leaving. I get to work. I used to get to work super early, but I got I get there maybe 20 minutes, 25 minutes before, and I would leave right at four, and I leave everything at work, but I get a lot done during work. So mm -hmm. at, during lunch, during my conference, I'm getting work done. So I'm not taking any work home at all. And that was something that my mentor teacher told me, like, don't kill yourself and don't take work home. Like, work needs to stay at work. So that's something that 
like my balance was totally fine because I wasn't like at home till at till twelve a.m. grading. Yeah, unless it was like I needed to, but other than that, progress reports. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, but other than that, like everything was done f- at work for me, so I didn't struggle really with that. So I mean, you're saying that it's gonna be very hard, um, the, like this year. Um, how come? It, it was just hard last year, mm-hmm. like with it being my first year. With it being a new district, you have all the new systems that you have to learn and everything. Plus, there's a lot of paperwork that a lot of SLPs don't talk about in the schools. Well, they do, but it just doesn't go anywhere with, like, advocating. Um, So paperwork, as in you have to, whenever you evaluate a student, you have to write an evaluation report. Whenever you go to an ARD meeting, you have to write an IEP, which is this, like, 20-page long document. Goodness gracious. Yeah. But it's, like, all law. It's the law. Because you're dealing with kids who have disability basically right well so, so are you like typing up 20 pages or are you filling in 20 you pages fill in boxes but some but that's a lot of typing than, yeah yeah because Especially it's all supposed kids. to be individualized and how many yeah. kids yeah. do you have on your caseload right now going into the school year i'll have about upwards of 65 70 yeah. wow. goodness gracious for so. the year yeah well it always changes that's the other part that's mm-hmm. super hard is that like she may have a classroom of how many 25 25 to 30. and that's that's a lot still but you're having those students all year for mm-hmm. me it's different because yeah. i'm switching in dismissing getting new students in and, and then i have to mm-hmm. do all the and everybody has their own issues it. yeah right and it's different and you got to remember basically what every one of them yeah. like struggle you're like, with yeah what did and we do on yeah <laughs> yeah but we're all a team and that's why yeah. i just love working in the schools because if i'm like well i see this in my room mm-hmm. well hey what do you see in mm-hmm. your room and is this the same thing and then also we have the parents so I, I mean, it's a whole team. Yeah. Yeah. But so, it's going to be a struggle for sure because sometimes, like, I don't even get a lunch. So, dang. you know, like. I'm taking my lunch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love y'all kids, but I'm taking my lunch. But that is, that is the struggle is like, well, do you want to write this report during your lunch? Yeah. Or do you want to, like, stay later? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So you either going to stay late or you write the right because you have to get it done (laughs) okay so you probably on snacks all day (laughs) so i mean how can the education board and the like support the students and the teachers during this trying time of what's coming up in 2021 because obviously everybody's coming in like dealing with covid because everybody has to deal with it teachers are coming in um and this is a little tough to say but you know before that was the obviously um the mass shootings in the school Mm -hmm. do you feel like some of those things like with covid now do you feel like teachers are put under pressure to where that they have to perform and be a protector at the same time absolutely i we did a like even like with the we did like an active shooter training which was insane y'all like we had actual like police officers in there with like fake guns that had like they were loaded but with like some popper things and like mm-hmm. we were like in a classroom oh and they like came in they're like get down get it like it was insane and it just like put wow. it just made me feel like okay it's if anything were to happen yeah. like you're responsible for these 25 I, yeah and you see like so many things on the news about like just the teacher was the savior you know what i mean mm-hmm. like she died for or he died for you know this kids and so that's yeah. like a whole responsibility on its own but yeah. like of course i feel like for sure it's like a lot of responsibility and yeah. i feel yeah. like for what we get paid which is like eh, roughly like three thousand ish or more a month I mean, like, 
I don't even know how people survive, but for what's expected of us is yeah. like insane. Crazy. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about prosperity. We're gonna talk about the conversation. <laughs> we're gonna, know, talk, we're gonna like, talk about money. Like, like you're super important. We appreciate you. You know, but, but it's, you know, we're gonna. Lot. It doesn't yeah. show on the paycheck. Yeah. Right. So I mean, before we get into homeschooling, private schooling, like I mean, this is gonna be a topic that you're probably just gonna have in the future. Oh, so, we talked about private school and homeschool or private school and public school. Yeah, I mean, before I, she was born. So that that topic is gonna be coming on board. So I mean, what is what do you think is the hardest part about like that conversation on like what what is she gonna be missing out on that conversation? Because I, I mean, public school is diff- it teaches you a lot of things than different than private school. But what do you? Yeah, um, based on like what I've looked at, we haven't had this conversation for a long time. Like I said, she's two now. We talked about this before she was born or when she was really young, um, and it was a casual conversation. He was just like public school or private school. And to me, I think that both have their benefits. I think they're short-term and long-term. So I feel like private school, long-term, you have a better chance of getting into more prestigious schools. Um, The classes are smaller because the teachers are getting paid more. So, you know, that kind of goes into play. Um, So that students obviously get more one-on-one time with, you know, the -hmm. teachers and essentially their learning is just enhanced. Um, I think public schools, though, you're surrounded by kids of all different types of backgrounds, um, different, you know, all of their families come from a different amount of money. So, you know, you could have people who aren't as, um, you know, well off, or you could have some people who, you know, have different family backgrounds, they're foster children, they're adopted, they're, you know, this, that, not saying they can't be that and in private school, but most of the kids in public school are, it's a wider variety. So Mm -hmm. like you could have people in poverty and people who are, you know, rich. So it's like, you want to be exposed to all of that just to have a more rounded like view of, you know, what people are. And you don't want to just be looking at like a small group of wealthy people and think this is normal. This isn't normal. Yeah. Yeah. Like how many, the streets are different. Yeah. That's not normal. My brain goes straight to public school has a lot more students who have disabilities and that's really good. Mm -hmm. And culturally diverse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is needed. Oh, I feel for like that. sure. Yeah, that's definitely needed. So I mean, that was that's how we're gonna pop the show off today. And at the end of the day, I've never been a well, God rest his soul, Mac Miller fan. But you know, Miss Mariah in, exposed me to Miss um, uh, Dang. It's called Dang by Mac Miller. It's just such a vibe, guys. It is such. <laughs> a it's vibe. such a good song to like chill and listen to. Yeah, okay. it's a vibe. Let's go. I can't keep on losing you over complications Gone too soon, wait, we was just hanging I can't seem to hold on to Looking at you like, wait, 
I know I ain't a saint if it ain't too late. Well, I can't keep on losing. I'm away so fast, but my heart like gold, but it break like glass. No my shit get old and I act so young. Maybe you so cold, never had no son. You don't wanna grow up, you the shit no fun. So when I get home, I'ma give you some, make you feel like wanna hit that drum. You the dick ain't free, I don't get no fucks. Yeah, it's complicated, got you frustrated. Get home late and you don't trust me, baby. Way too drunk, you don't know what I'm saying. You can drive my car, don't drive me crazy. Complicated, got you frustrated. Every single night I keep you waiting. You say you don't care, that's what you say. We both know that's some bullshit. Okay, we be fighting, we be reuniting. Kiss me, touch me, tease me, me excited. Got the devil who is who? I'm trying to get through to you because I can't keep on losing you over complications. Gone too soon. Wait, we was just hanging. I can't seem to hold on to.
Alright So I played that Because I feel like We are in a time period Where a lot of people Battle through addictions And a lot of people Have their own personal addiction It doesn't matter what it is But you know Those are certain desires That you just feel like You can't get past So I mean I do this thing Called seven minute training um, Where I just write a poem In seven minutes So I wrote addiction And it goes like this Fulfill every desire As the dictionary Found the words To my addiction The darkness We can get through all addictive that can create my addiction reaction supports the emotionless personal fail as the enemy hails. Praise his energy addiction that permits his admission that costs a tuition to my addiction. World so cold drank can feel the hollows to being alone so the pain flows in vain. I never could hold a drink. Is that a night call? Drink. On the brink of failure? Drink. Link to my joy? Drink. Fashionably late, drink. Personal addiction is the plea deal as I yield emotionless. Playing the coach and the field satisfied to my testify. Yes, it's my right to walk alone tonight. What a cold world as I hold on to my drink. My addiction falls, don't matter if we belong or my sad calls as I crawl. My mind thinks life at risk, you are sick. But the family, bartender stall. I hurl, crowd swirls, my addiction tries to call, we brawl, by law my addiction must fall. So that was addiction and it's the Saucy Thoughts podcast. That was very good. You wrote very, that in seven good. minutes? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's I do that like, that's my basic That training. was awesome. That's thank awesome, you, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I was thinking like two lines and then you pulled that book out. <laughs> 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 it's a black book. It's very dangerous, you know? But um, yeah, so seven minute training and um, I just basically write that in seven minutes and um, sometimes I'll go review it and do my changes to it. Um, but, you know, it's something that's personal as well. So I feel like addiction during this COVID time, being at home, a lot mm. of people go through it. Um, but we left off in harmony. Um, so many of you work 12 hours a day and on the weekends as a teacher. Like, I mean, how do you find time with your relationship, with your personal, um, with your partner? It was work? a struggle for me. Mm -hmm. um, Drew, shout out to Drew. What up, Drewski? <laughs> and I actually had to sit down and have a conversation just about, okay, when are we going to set a time side for us and... We did Friday night date nights, and then we tried to spend a lot of time on the weekends together. But um, I think that a lot of people this past year struggled with that. And with it being my first year and COVID, I was just like, oh, my God. At one point, we just we weren't spending time with each other at all. And it was like you could feel the tension, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, you're probably tired, too, from, like, just yes. work and – you and know. the hours that you were driving. I, I oh, this girl. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? <laughs> my first campus, I drove an hour to work. And then my second campus, I drove about an hour and 20 minutes to work. Goodness gracious. What time were you waking up in the morning and getting home? Like 4.45. In the and morning. Man, Monica must be like the therapist no, for the whole crew. it <laughs> literally was insane. I don't know yeah. how she did it. Like, it wow. was insane. That's and intense. You said you would come home, you'd work, you'd pass out, and then, like, wake up at 4 a.m. again. And just, just do, do it, it all it over again. again. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that's that first year, like, um, training or, like, everybody goes through that or? That could be part of it because one of my other good friends calls me a workhorse, mm -hmm. like, naturally yeah. and mm -hmm. But I had just graduated from grad school, so that's really all I knew was to be a workhorse. But 
I take it over the top. <laughs> Some do. I mean, ain't nothing wrong with she's working hard. But that's why she's good at what she does. Uh, yeah. I mean, so in harmony, like everything in life, it got to be in harmony with what you do. So like if your drive time and all those like what you do at work was affecting, then you're not really in harmony. But clearly you made it work. So um, it was struggle. It was a, it was hard. So how did that affect your mental and physical health um, as a teacher? I feel like it affected my mental health the most. <laughs> um, I definitely got burnt out. There were times in the, at the end of the year where, I mean... I don't know how I made it. Like I felt like I was sleepwalking like all day. Mm-hmm. And then you have and to driving be, too. That's dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I yeah. had many a Starbucks. I think me and Monica <laughs> have experienced like we would hang out, it'd be ten or eleven PM and Jordan would have a laminator and be yeah. cutting out, you know, school supplies and things for, you know, class. On like a and, Saturday. Yeah. Goodness and so gracious. it kinda just shows like she's really determined to, you know, do the best for her children that she teaches. Um but also it's like that shouldn't be normal, yeah. you know, like putting in a lot of work and putting in the hard work is normal, but you know, they should schools, maybe, I don't know mm-hmm. who provides these things, but should give them more resources to not have to do all of this, Yeah, you know, on their, right. on your own. I don't know how that works for you guys, but to me that just didn't seem like satisfying. Like I you feel know? like they give you a curriculum and you follow it the best you can, but what all they give you, you have to supplement it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know I have this goal, but like on the student's IEP, but that's really it. Like all, every, anything that I do to have the student work towards that goal, it's, it's all my you. materials. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, that's why um, in the previous segment, I was just like, how can the board members really help and um, like make sure that you guys, are t- you ladies are taken care of and the teachers. Um so in Harmony, like, how did you deal with that, Miss Monica? I mean, obviously you are pregnant now. I yeah. mean, how, did you, how can your partners or everybody's partners here be better helpful for teachers? I think yeah. just, like, listening about, hey, how was your day? You mm-hmm. know, and I think that just being able to vent and, again, just listening. Like, you don't have to respond. Yeah. Like, just, like, this is how today went. And really being intentional with, like, I really want to know what you're saying um, and I care about what you're saying. Um, and I think also just just uh, understanding that teachers are and speech pathologists, anyone in the education system, like our job is is valuable and it's, yeah. it's you know, so I yeah. think that that's mm-hmm. like because at work you're not getting that. Not that we constantly need like good job, like you did a good job yeah. today at work, but like teachers don't get that. And I was yeah. um in my previous relationship, um, I was pretty bad at that. Um, well, I will listen. Come on, somebody. I will listen. <laughs> but then <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have this thing where, like, I mean, obviously we was together for quite some time. And um, when when she gets to saying, and then, and then, and then, and I'm just like, and then, and then. <laughs> you start mocking her? <laughs> I wasn't trying to mock her, but I was just like, I was letting her know, yo, you are you. I hear you. I mean, it's a rough day, uh, but then I feel like I could have been better. That's why I kind of asked the question to her, like, how can partners be better? Well, you know what, CJ, like, because CJ will talk about work all day. What up, CJ? What's (laughs) popping? He'll talk about work all day, but I think, like, one time he just really, I think one time I just told him, like, when I talk to you, like, you don't, like, I listen to you. I I think I told him, like, it's got to be. But I was like, I I think I told him, like, I listen to you talk about work all day, you know? Like, that's literally all you talk about. And then he, like, started, I saw just, 
ever since I said that, just the transition of like, mm-hmm. hey, how was work? Like, how was your yeah. day? And I was like, I didn't even have to say any, besides, I guess, saying yeah, that. Like, yeah. And it just changed so much. I'm like, okay, you actually care about like how my day was and yeah, <laughs> all the kids I dealt with. Yeah. yeah. I totally get like when he talks about work, I don't really know much about, you know, what so he it's does. People talk about their passions really good. Yeah. yeah. You know? yeah. And, and if you don't understand the, the yeah. passion, you're just kind of like, uh-huh. Yeah. Like, you know I didn't realize that. Yeah. Because yeah. when I was doing financial services, I was just like, um, I would talk like they know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. So I would be the rambling and going mm-hmm. on. But then I, they, you know, I, I was reading a couple of articles just saying that if you are good at what you do and you know what you do, a lot of people are not on the same level with you, so you just ramble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To them, they're just hearing words. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in, in the educational yeah. system, there's a lot of acronyms too. Yes. So you yeah. Don't have to like. Yeah. And we don't understand yeah. that. Like you go over here saying SOP, and I'm yeah. just yeah. like, okay. So yeah. that applies to everything. Yeah. Like, I no um, seriously. Right now, like I'm, I work for like a. Um, a company and I register emergency room patients and you have to go over like HIPAA laws and stuff like that. And so sometimes, you know, which we usually just initial, we exactly. don't, <laughs> yeah. but you know, some people actually sit there and read it and they'll ask me like, Hey, what is this? And I'm like, well, it's like a reimbursement program. So if yada, yada, yada and they're like, yeah, and they just still don't right know here. what yeah. I'm talking about. And they'll just, right you know, just check the button. So it's just yeah. kind of like, sometimes what's the point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to dive right into the peace segment because it's peace, love, harmony, prosperity in the Sasha Talk podcast. That's what we live about. That's what we are about, even though we are a dangerous, very dangerous poetry podcast. So the level of stress is exp- exponentially higher. It's like nothing experienced before that was quoted by a teacher. I mean, is that just something because you are juggling work and personal and bringing all that like. Do you feel like sometimes teachers are reaching a breaking point, especially with the compensation um, conversation as well? Uh, definitely. I think that with COVID, it was a, you know, obviously school ended in March, right? So we were kind of just finishing off the year. And then we were about to start a new year. And it was like, well, what is this going to look like? Like, what is it? So all of that stress was like, okay, we're going to do this. And then we started creating lesson plans as a team. And then the next week, it was like, we'll never mind scratch that after we had just put all these hours in creating these lessons. And it was just constant change and change and change, which is totally fine. But creating lessons and things like that takes a lot of time. So Mm -hmm. to just be like, and I felt like we weren't told things on time or like early enough Mm -hmm. to prepare. And I think that that's what caused a lot of stress was like, okay, today we found out that three more kids are coming back to school and I don't have desks for them. And like, you just Mm -hmm. told me this morning or you're telling me that, you know, we need to now add this into our curriculum because these scores are low and you're you don't like what you see so So the pressure just kept on being yeah and it was just thrown on us and it was like a lot of uncertainty huh yeah Mm -hmm. like yeah and it was like assistant principals weren't really that helpful and like because they were learning on the fly too yeah it was literally like it was everyone was just like what is going on so i think that that's what caused like the most stress and then parents were stressed out and mm-hmm. kids weren't coming to class and it was like hey why aren't you coming to cl-? so you're just constantly like in pulled in all of these different directions and i think that that's what caused us to be like so coming into the new year um how do you think that we could be better at managing the peace within like the new because there's gonna be a lot of built up tri- um i think the kids gonna be excited to see their friends for mm-hmm. sure so there's going to be a lot of excitement in class, mm-hmm. but there's also going to be a lot of built up emotions. Mm-hmm. How could we as teachers, um, I'm not a teacher, but 
um, with this poetry shit, I'm pretty nice. <laughs> 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 right. um, but how can we control that in the classroom? Because, I mean, as a lady, um, these kids now, like, they're big, mm-hmm. super big. Like, and there's going to be so much emotions in them, them being in the room and you don't know how to, what kind of day they're having. Mm-hmm. How do you think that, like, you, you could be in a better position to make sure that you are going to be in a safe place and then make sure that the kids are safe? I think at the beginning of the year, it's most important to go over your expectations. And then also, you can go over them, but, like, be consistent with them. That's mm-hmm. actually one thing that Monica taught me was if you're going to set this as your expectation, if the students will follow it, then they're going to get away with it next mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And but they're so good at that. And it's the same yeah. thing as yeah. being a mom. A mom. Yeah. Like, you know, like, oh, no, I told you, you can't have this apple until 2 o'clock. And then yeah. if you're like, well, it's one thirty, okay, fine. They know that later. It's the yeah. Right. kids, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I think also, too, like, to build that rapport, something that I do every year is I send out parent homework before school starts. And the parents you fill it out. Teacher. Yeah, and the parents, <laughs> the parents fill it out. Um and they actually appreciate it because think about your parents. They just want to brag on their child, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, what are their strengths? Like, what do they yeah. love to do? And they're like, oh, they're like wakeboarder competition, all like intense stuff, right? And I'm like, <laughs> but I get to learn about them yeah. and I know, or they'll be like, hey, her sister passed away when she was younger. She carries it, you know, so you learn Empathy. all of these things yeah. so that when the child comes in, even though I had 70 some kids and it would be hard to remember whose, you know, homework was whose, yeah. but mm-hmm you're able to be like, okay, like her sister died or the mom died of COVID or this happened. Mm -hmm. And it's just easier to like empathize with them and also just understand where they're coming from and why they're acting the way they're acting or their emotions are, Mm -hmm. you know, so emotionally charged that day. Um, So that happens. I mean, those are all the things that you have to battle through. You battle Mm -hmm. through and you have a child that's going to be going into the um, school. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, one of those things are kind of like, you know, you got to let your baby go into the world, mm-hmm. but the school is kind of like a supposed to be a safe haven, mm-hmm. and you don't know what that other kid is going to be battling through. So, I mean, as a parent, I'm pretty sure that's pretty, that's a thought that's like runs through your mind. I think something that goes through my mind more than that is just every kid has their own thing going on. So, mm-hmm. you know, you hear about bullying, you hear about... Mm-hmm. You know, some kids are, you know, cussing in second grade. Some kids are jerks. You know, there's some kids that are just bad, but it's like, why are they bad? Like, Mm -hmm. do they have that parent figure or... um, Most of the time, yes. Yeah, and, you know, some when they do, it's like, well, I don't want my kid to go to their house, but then, you know, your kid becomes best friends with that child. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? You tell your child, no. Don't play with them, yeah. And to me, that kind of seems unfair because you don't want to judge, you know, the child based off the parent's (laughs) background or their history and so I think with school I just would be more concerned about like each individual student's Mm -hmm. issues yeah because if someone's going through something and they're dealing with it in a wrong way or you know they're really young and they're drinking and you know their parents let them do that kind of stuff then you know your kid's gonna want to go to their house because they think that that's a cool thing to do and they're gonna want to do that Mm -hmm. so it's like you have to find a balance, though. Everyone's going to do crazy things at some point. And you have to expose your kids to things. Or, you know, yeah. I think Because the world's going to expose yeah, to them. Yeah, and as long as you set the foundation of whatever it is, whether it be whatever you believe in or whatever, like, as long as you set that foundation so you constantly yeah. tell them, like... I think know, communication is the biggest thing in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, me and Jesse have already, like, you know, talked about, like, when she gets older, we, you know, 
as she gets older, we want to continuously tell her like this, these things are out there, you know, there are Mm -hmm. drugs, there's alcohol, there's all these temptations. And I'd rather you, I mean, sounds kind of bad, but it's not like, I'd rather you not go out and mess up really, really bad. I'd rather you mess up with us. Or like, if something happened, call us. Don't feel scared. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna, you know, just jump on you because mm-hmm. we probably did the same things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's important to communicate that with your child so that they don't feel like they have no one to go to if that does happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is kind of pretty scary. And being, you don't want to be that overbearing te- um, yeah. not teacher, but um, yeah. you're still parent. the parent. Not yeah. to get it mixed up, you're yeah. not their best friend, but you do have that. Yeah. You know. So I mean, in the prosperity, we were talking about getting paid. I mean. It feels so. I re- I read this quote. It said, "It feels like we are building the plane while we are flying it." So that means that, like, what I what I got out of that quote is that, in the school system in general, the teachers are building the school system, mm-hmm. but they are also like flying it as well at the yeah. same time. And mm-hmm. they are like, how do how do you feel like the pay is, or do you feel like y'all mm-hmm. not getting paid enough? I feel like we're, I feel like we don't, you're a different story because you have your master's, so you're at like on a different scale than teachers, um, I feel like, on right? On a teacher pay Get your scale. bag. <laughs> yeah, she got, she got paid good. Uh, get your bag. Where you, I had a question for Did that. you see her Maserati out there? Oh, sure. that's you? Okay. <laughs> so I'm do you do kidding. it for the money or I'm for the love? <laughs> um, I am on a teacher pay scale. That's like the base Mm -hmm. and then uh they add on stipends so um yeah i don't know where i start i'm on step zero so i'm only going up from here (laughs) i think it's like every year you get like a little bit more and like if i were to go get my master's to be a teacher i would just get a thousand dollars more divided by and you gotta go to school for two times that's it two years only a thousand dollars yeah yeah a year or yeah. So, like, let's say I made fifty. Yeah, they I would for that. get fifty-one thousand now that I have my master's degree. Yeah. How is that so, encouraging? No, yeah, I'm not, I'm I'm like, not even encouraged to get the bachelor's. No, no, seriously. So, I feel like we definitely are underpaid. I do, and everyone's like, "Well, you have summers off," and then no, no, no. Okay, yes, but our pay is divided by the like twelve Calendar months. Year, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, it really just it's. I don't think it's enough. And I think about even next year. Um, me to trying to decide like okay i'm having a baby is it worth it to go back to teach mm-hmm. and do i have to leave what i love and the answer was yes because of money because i'm going to be putting they were going to take about ten thousand away from me because of i they use all my pto days right mm-hmm. for my maternity leave so i would come back with no pto days so any day i took off to take the baby to the doctor or anything wow. i would get docked three hundred dollars a day mm, yeah what? so i would basically be working for free so i, I was get like days well, I would have to take my PTO. That's PTO. Yeah, I would have to take my six wow. days to get. That's tough. Yeah, it's a lot. So it was like, well, that's not worth it. So now yeah. I, and I'm happy that I'm going to be home with my child, obviously. But mm-hmm. I also am like kind of sad because I'm like, I'm not doing my classroom yeah. this year yeah. and things like that. Y'all definitely do it for the love. Cause oh, mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> Y'all definitely do it for the love. It's that's yeah, yeah. for mm-hmm. sure. So I mean. This week, there's been a couple of birthdays. And you know, on the Sauce Talk Podcast, we show love to the birthdays. And um, before we get into the birthdays, we do the program called Eat, Sleep, Love. Um, it's the um, ESL program. When I first moved to the States, um, ESL was something that I took. It yeah. helped me with my English. So it goes as, if you could eat one food for the rest of your life, mm. what would it be? 
Tacos. 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 Hamburger helper. Hamburger helper. Oh, that's like a comfort food. There's a lot of cultural I grew answers up right now. Hamburger <laughs> love hamburger helper and peas. It's weird. Um, Together? Yeah, like peas as the side. Oh, this interesting. Okay, I love hamburger helper. I think I, I would choose... This is not a food that I would survive on, but I mean, you're eating salsa this salsa is like what I could eat nonstop. So you know all day. You, you're eating this lunch, breakfast, and dinner. oh, never mind. So uh, you're eating one pizza. Food. Pizza, pizza is good. Right. You can eat cold pizza, warm pizza, spicy pizza. Okay, so you're eating pizza. Mm-hmm. What about you? Me, I'm eating jollof rice. I've never had huh? it, uh, and I see rice. a lot of people like what talk about that? it. Is um, it an African dish? Yeah, it's an African dish. Um, you can eat it with fish, but it's basically like a fried rice. Okay. But with the African flavors. Mm. Um, I want to try it. Yeah. yeah, wow. Okay. Which is fire. So, but is it spicy? It can be if you want to mm, make it spicy. I love spicy. Yummy. Yeah. That sounds good. We got a lot of cultural answers on that one. You said, <laughs> you said hamburger helper. You said <laughs> and tacos. And you said pizza, uh, pizza. pizza. I mean. That's because of Jesse. Jesse literally eats pizza every day. And now I'm like, fine, pizza. Y'all better be running. Jesse is running. I'm yeah. chasing a kid, so bounce True. out. Okay, so, all right. So the S stands where you got to be sleeping with this person for the rest of your life. It could be a fantasy or your uh, your big crush is this a trick question yeah like no, we're this all is, gonna i feel like you know the answer to this. I, I mean yeah but i mean i guess you're gonna say your Bobby, hubby they Jesse. Pay you i mean <laughs> they're like hey surprise right what kind of answers you get they sponsored this video Who? this podcast <laughs> jesse cj andrew yeah, i mean right? i'm like i said it's very dangerous <laughs> I, like I said, it doesn't have to be that's them funny. but if there was a famous person or somebody like oh man that's my crush crush like, who would that be? You got to sleep with this person for the rest of your life. You're going to be eating tacos with them. You're going to be eating pizza with them. And you're going to be eating hamburger helper helper. So who would that person be? I would be? have to say my man. Yeah, mine wouldn't mm-hmm. change. It's, I think we're also all at the point. They're being. They're, they're, no, 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 no. no. I'm going to explain why I say this. We're all to the point. Well, I think we are. We're all to the point in our relationships where we know this person so well in yeah. and out. And we still choose to be with them. We still love them. And, like, yeah. we've seen the worst, the best, mm-hmm. all of that. And it's like they're still the best person to us. Yeah. Aw. Mm-hmm. And I'm out here Preach. Yeah. <laughs> Samba's about to come on with, like, five different people to choose from. Right. I'm like, word. I- <laughs> Who's yours? Who is mine? Celeb crush. Um, it's a celeb crush. Mm-hmm. Don't Celebr- say Beyonce. Nah. Okay. Oh God. I just feel like that's too basic of an answer. I will say. Damn, nobody ever asked me that question, and I thought I'd be prepared for this answer. <laughs> you thought wrong. Right. Right. I will say right now, off the top of my head, Zendaya. Right. Okay. Yeah. She's a wholesome chick. Yeah. She's yeah. baddie. She cute. She's cute. a baddie. She yeah. has good eyebrows. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. It's, she's, it's not the eyebrows for me, but it's cool. <laughs> I <fuck> the eyebrows. <laughs> Definitely yeah, the brows. Yeah, I fuck the brows. <laughs> what about you, Miss Jordan? Who would that person be? My Drew. Okay, Aww. Drew. Skid. They, I mean, that's fine. They ain't trying to get in trouble today. But y'all gonna have to find a place to live. Where would y'all live? Ooh. If I brought all my friends with me. No, family? it's just going to be just you and... Oh, just me and the man? Yeah, you and the man. Oh, okay, so let's say we're retired. This would be a good... So I think if we retired, I would love to, like, venture out. Like, maybe, like, live on an island or something. Not mm-hmm. an island, just us. But, like, you know, mm-hmm. go somewhere exotic and, like, just 
go naked on the beach because nobody else is around kind of thing. Like something very <laughs> naked intimate. And <laughs> yeah, naked and afraid. We do like the show. It's the only way. Y'all the only on one there. On the island. <laughs> right, right, right. I think just something different. Like what maybe island? France or. France? Yeah, something Greece. What about you? I would want to be on a beach as well. Another culture would be cool. Costa Rica. Costa Rica? Mm. Lit. Monkeys? Mm. I've never monkeys? been there. So I don't either. Have we all? I was gonna say I don't think we all. All right. So I mean, that was the ESL program. Are we done? We're almost there. That's sad. Yeah, I know. I told you it goes by pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, So the daily practice of gratitude is one of the conduits by which your wealth will come to you. And I'm just kind of I'm well. I'm very thankful you ladies decided to come join the podcast. Thanks. Thank you for having us. Yeah. I mean. It's pretty lit. I mean, it's cool. Best you know, I do friends my on a thing. podcast. This I is know. cool, right? So now we're cool. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, <clears throat> so I'm excited that that's what I'm like really gratitude about. Just because I know that the importance of just what teaching and your job and the role and you being a mother and um, what goes into now in a new world of COVID. So I'm just excited that y'all are able to do do this podcast with me and be part of this journey, be part of this chapter. And this is season two. And so far, the season two, we've been having pretty impeccable guests. And I'm kind of very, very excited. But we're not going to forget about birthdays. Because guess whose birthday was this week? (laughs) So we got a couple of birthdays this week. And um, I also have a poem called Birthday. So I want to wish happy birthday to myself. I know. Happy birthday. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Um, Miss Amelia. Well, no, July 24th. Oh, okay. But I, still, I mean, it's my month. He's stretching so, it out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hey, I'm stretching this shit all the way yeah. to the 31st. <laughs> um, my birthday, um, Amelia Guerrero. Happy birthday, Cameron Sheffield. Happy birthday, Mo. Happy birthday, your man, CJ Carter's birthday. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, CJ. Ashley Crawford. Happy birthday, Scott Sasajima. Happy birthday, Alma Lira. Happy birthday, Uncle Omar C. Happy birthday, Alex Transbeck. Happy birthday, Chad Brown. Happy birthday, Devin Hopkins. Happy birthday. Diana Bonilla, happy birthday. Tom Atchison, you, you crazy old guy, happy birthday. <laughs> um, Samantha Johnson, happy birthday. Jasmine Miniweather, happy birthday. Yesenia Ramirez, happy birthday. So, like I said, we have a birthday poem. I got to find the poem real quick. And you know what? This one is a little bit spicy, but I mean, it's, it's your birthday. It's your born day. And at the end of the day, this is it's your day. It's getting crazy. So, it goes like this birthday it's your birthday it's your birthday it's your favorite earth day make it your born day why care blow your horn today times around the sun is the fun about your born day grace is your birthplace on this born day within this place running at your own place is the meaning to the marathon your hustle plays oh you motivate my heart to race Birth is your graceful way as you stand tall, grateful on your born day. What a birthday. 5-0 is part of the game. This is a word of art earth plays. As my heart race, I pray you see the beauty within my blackness. As my heart play tunes to my birthday. Go, 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 shawty. It's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. We're going to sip Bacardi like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give a fuck if it's not your birthday. <laughs> it's not my birthday, but I'm lit. Shawty, it's your birthday. Make it rain all day. Because all I want for my birthday is a big booty. Whoa. <laughs> hey, I mean, my heart race on my birthday. Uh, let us pray. Damn, baby. All I want is a little bit of this and a little bit of that. 
It's my birthday, why not reach for the stars? I mean, not reach for my emotional scars as my birthday saucy moves is better than the night at the bar. Okay, poetic superstar. At least if we fall, we land on the clouds. It's the Saucy Thoughts Podcast, the most dangerous poetry podcast. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Truth is like poetry. And most people fucking hate poetry. And, you know, thank you ladies for joining this podcast. And thank you so much for just the information and looking forward to this year. And I'm just wishing y'all a great year. And I'm wishing y'all the best of it and going into it. And make sure these kids don't get on y'all nerves. And, you know, do the best as y'all could. And stay blessed. And thank you again. It's the Saucy Thoughts Podcast, the most dangerous poetry podcast. Truth is like poetry. And most people fucking hate poetry. Peace, Mm -hmm. love, harmony, prosperity. We out. Bye. Thank you. I think you're truly something special Just what my dreams are My baby girl in the interviews now And I don't bring the problems from the 90s and the 2000s There's no reason to have a friend or two now Cause the kid's ready to tell you how he feel in a few vows Maybe I speak in general now But girl, I'ma do whatever just to keep a grin on you now Where I go, they wear bikinis in the winter too now Don't you think about Ten lines on the skin of you now Why wouldn't I wanna spend a few thou? Huh? On Fifth Fab shopping sprees and them dentists to chow I ain't concerned with other men would do now As long as when I slide up in you, you and any dude with you, he better be a kin of you now And I ain't jealous, it's the principle now, I'm so into you In the flashing, I would have traded it all in orderly fashion. The villa in Florida, we crashing just off the shore so you can hear when the water be splashing. The drop top three in a quarter, we dashing. The flawless diamonds in the border, we flashing. The money we ought to be stashing. I make sure every quarter be cashing. I can't really explain. I be thinking I'm slipping. These girls be thinking I'm tripping. What kind of weed you be smoking? What type of drinks you be sipping? Sweet thing, just to think of you dipping. What had me with the blues so hard? You would think I was crippling. You relaxing in the bins Credit cards with no limits So you don't worry about maxing when you spend But since you've been asking about the friends How'd you like it if both our names had Jackson on the end?